Welcome to Ghoul's Night Out with your hostesses, Brandy and Jody. Hello, beautiful ghouls. Welcome. This is Brandy. I'm here with my sister, Jody. Hello. So we got a listener email. Yay. It says, uh, this is from Leanne. It says, hi, girls. I wrote once before, but forgot about something else that happened to me. I was 20 years old, newlywed of only four months. My new husband and I weren't getting along very well because he had been staying out late. One evening I was taking a bath and a thought popped into my head. It wasn't a voice, but more like an idea given to me. It just said, go look in his wallet. I felt an urgency, got out of the bath immediately, walked right past my husband and went to the bedroom. I dug through his clothes until I found his wallet and started leafing through his stuff. And there it was. A note from another woman that said, I love you. I don't know who put that thought in my head, but it sure was accurate. I confronted him and he admitted it. One year later, we were divorced. Thanks for doing what you do. It makes my days doing data entry go by much faster. Leanne. Thank you so much for writing, Leanne. We really appreciate it. And someone was looking out for her. Yeah, because... The th- okay, so I can understand. Like when I, when it hap- when that happened to me, I looked at his phone. Oh yeah. Which is the first thing you go to, you think of nowadays. Yeah. To look to to get the idea to look in his wallet. Yeah. That is kind of. It is like yeah, someone was looking out for her. I think. Yeah, I think so too. Also, women's intuition has a, a yeah maybe a little bit to do yes. with it as well. I know that was what what happened with me. Yeah, and if he was staying out late, too. That's, staying out late. Yeah. 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 Shady. Very. But thank you so much for writing in. We really appreciate it. And that is crazy. Kind of love that story, actually. Yeah. <laughs> okay, so I have um, ridiculous workplace horror stories okay. to start off with. First one, I worked in influencer marketing, and we hired an Instagram influencer to work on a yogurt brand campaign. As part of the activation, we also sent a tie-dye kit and branded swag for them to make tie-dye shirts, hats, etc. with their friends or family. One of the influencers pulled the tie-dye ink out of the t-shirt kit and used it to tie-dye her yogurt bowl, took a video of herself eating it, then shared the video with her followers, who ultimately alerted her that you can't eat tie-dye ink. This was, of course, our fault, the agency, for not being more clear that tie-dye, the tie-dye kit was not edible. It's just like it was McDonald's fault when someone <laughs> spilled their hot coffee. You always bring stuff. that up. I feel I know, bad for that old so lady. Stupid. Yeah, I do too, but come on. <laughs> Coffee's supposed Use to be hot. common sense, people. Okay. Next one, I worked in HR for a nonprofit that hired people who are legally blind. That was the mission. One day, two employees got into a fight. One was partially sighted, and the other was totally blind, swinging his cane. (laughs) I had four witnesses to the altercation. However, they were all totally blind and thus could not tell me what happened. (laughs) (laughs) Well, when you're... This is what I've heard. I don't know for sure, but... When you have a disability like you can't see, aren't your other senses supposed to be like heightened? So, Absolutely. I mean, they had they had to have been able to hear. Absolutely, yeah. What they, happened? Yeah. And, <laughs> but still, it's funny. <laughs> Waving his cane around, <laughs> trying to hit somebody can't see. 
must have been really pissed off. That's all I gotta say. Uh, next one, we had a guy who robbed our gas station for like a month with finger guns before he finally got caught. That's right, finger guns. Like when you hold your thumb and your index fingers up like a fake gun. Everyone knew it was a finger gun, but we have to comply when someone robs the store. But he wasn't really robbing it. That's not a weapon. That's so stupid. I know. But you never know, they might have gotten shot. <laughs> pew pew. <laughs> Did he make the noises too? Oh, I hope so. Pew, pew, pew. Holy crap, that was a warning pew. shot. See if he pulled out like a plastic gun and they yeah. couldn't tell. Yeah. But you can tell it's your fucking fingers, okay? <laughs> oh my god. Okay, a coworker screamed at me for leaving food to rot in the shared fridge. It was my first day there and I hadn't even unpacked my belongings yet. What a nice welcome. <laughs> Absolutely. God. <laughs> Asshole. <laughs> One of my coworkers was constantly stealing my food. I couldn't figure out who was doing it, but I was pissed off. So, with no intention of actually eating them, I put laxatives in my food for a few days. After the dude who stole it spent two hours in the bathroom one day, he came out demanding to speak with me. He tried to threaten me, saying he could sue me. It took way too long for him to understand that he stole my food. He skipped the part where I didn't give it to him, so naturally I said, now why the fuck are you eating my food? He backtracked and tried saying he didn't know it was mine. Then why are you saying you'll sue me? How do you know it was mine, but also not know it was mine? My name was on the lunchbox, I countered. The kid just straight up cried and went to the boss. I never, The boss never said if he was fired or quit, but he never came back. What <laughs> <laughs> A dumb dick. Yeah. I had someone throw a drink at me through the drive through window, which was a unwise thing to do to someone standing in front of a shelf of other drinks waiting for the customers behind you. (laughs) A group of four grown men snuck into a fitting room of a place I worked to smoke a joint. This would already be really, really dumb, but it's even worse given that the store they did it at was Justice. For non-Americans and those outside the demographic, Justice was a clothing store for tween, maybe 8- to 12-year-old girls. They didn't sell anything for men at all, and it was literally impossible for them to blend in. Moreover, the tops of their heads were visible for the child-sized stall curtains. We called security, they got escorted out, and we had to close and air out our windowless store. I have no idea how they thought this was going to play out. So stupid. So stupid. Uh, My grandfather was a conductor. For years on the job sites, workers would find human turds in their toolboxes atop atop of boards everywhere. No one knew who was doing it, but whispers circulated about the phantom shitter. You guessed it, my grandpa was the phantom shitter. What the hell? I know, I don't understand. Like, why is anyone comfortable doing anything like that? Especially, it wasn't one time. He did it multiple times. Go to the bathroom. It's just, it's disgusting. It is disgusting. I worked at a call center. Someone came to me to complain that there were an inordinate amount of pubic hair on the flat top of the urinal in the men's room. 
I went to check, and there was, in fact, a remarkable amount of pubes there. It was nasty and clearly placed there by someone on purpose. I cleaned them off with a paper towel, washed my hands vigorously, and continued on with my day. A couple hours later, I was told the pubes had returned. Not quite as many as the first time, but still too many for the universe to have deposited them there naturally. Another manager and I had our suspicions as to whom the culprit was. We tried to catch him, but couldn't get more than circumstantial evidence. Not enough to confront him. After a third iteration, I had, I'd had enough, so I called um, all male staff into the boardroom and addressed them as a group, saying the disgusting behavior had to stop immediately and there would be grave consequences for whomever was caught doing it. I made sure to make eye contact with the main suspect multiple times during the meeting. It never happened again. Still boggles my mind that I had to deal with that crazy behavior, but you know, call centers. That's disgusting. It is like, may, and maybe they thought it was funny. But what? What is funny about it? It's not. But I'm just saying, maybe that is why they're doing it. I don't. Uh, for what's, attention, and he got attention. Uh, maybe. And so but, then he stopped. I don't know. That's stupid. Anyway, next one. A co-worker attempted to prove that you couldn't actually hurt yourself slipping on a banana peel by stepping on one. To no one's surprise, he slipped and hurt himself. I refused to write it up as an incident. It was too stupid. <laughs> so stupid. <laughs> so stupid. What the fuck? I don't know. I worked in returns at Ikea and had a customer complain that they accidentally ripped the instruction manual in half when they cut open the box and couldn't finish assembling it. I politely informed them that all of our instruction manuals were available online in PDF form, but this just made her mad. She demanded to speak to a manager. Manager gave her a few $5 bill, or a few $5 gift cards just to get her off my back. But I was always but I will always find it so funny that this lady thinks accidentally cutting the instruction manual in half, which she still had both halves too, so she could easily put them together and read the instructions inhibited her from assembling the furniture. Next one, I work in the funeral industry, so I get to deal with new ridiculous things on a nearly near daily basis. For example, today I had to look for a bullet in a body bag because the list of personal effects of the deceased that we got from the medical examiner included ammunition times one. This person was going for cremation and bullets in a crema crematorium are a no-no for obvious reasons. So we looked and looked inside the body bag, inside the clothing, pockets, shoes, under the body, everywhere. I even shone a flashlight into the hole that used to be the deceased's face to see if it maybe was still in the headish area, but no. After 20 minutes or so of thoroughly searching this poor dead person, I called the MEO to see if they had the bullet. The girl who answered the phone checks with the morgue and comes back and says, Yep, it's here. We always take and keep the bullets. Great. Then why list it on the personal effects sheet with everything else that is still with the body? My weird is, or my job is weird as hell, y'all. Why do people, oh, sorry. Yeah, I know. It's like, do your job. I know, right? <laughs> I worked at a grocery store. A customer's dog took a shit at the front of the store by the registers. He just stood there while I cleaned it. Suddenly, the dog took a second shit while I was cleaning. But wait. As I'm cleaning the second shit, the dog puked. As I'm cleaning that, the owner pats the dog on the head and says, Good boy. What a dick. Seriously. Do not have dogs if you're going to act like that. You know, when 
It's gonna. It's inevitable when you take your dog to the vet, or they're gonna poop. Yeah, they're gonna pee. Yeah, but you don't let some. I don't let other people Absolutely clean it up. Not. I think that's fucking rude. Yeah. Uh, one time while working the front desk at a gym, a woman complained that there were too many geese outside. She said they should have flown south by then, and we needed to do something about it. <laughs> so they were supposed to go out, uh, Mr. Geese, Mr. Goose. Why? Would you please move on. Why haven't you flown south yet? And then wait for their answer. Yeah. Next one, I work in film and television. We were shooting a pretty in a pretty upper class neighborhood. And the woman living beside the house we were filming in decided that she hadn't been paid enough. So a few hours into our day, she started playing opera music as loud as she could with all of her windows open. After an hour or two of that, she ramped it up I started and started mowing her lawn. Then she just sat right on the property line with the lawnmower going full blast until a producer went over and kindly asked her to stop. I'm not high enough in production to know how much she was asking for, but apparently it was too much because the guy walked away shaking his head and told the sound guys there was nothing we could do. Once night rolled around, my boss had had enough of this lady and decided to annoy her right back. So we got some 10K lights, which are pretty goddamn bright, and pointed them directly into her windows. It was basically midday sunlight blasting through her house at 10 p.m. That's when she called the police, saying we were filming illegally. It was a full union show with permits and an on-duty police were also there. The cop pulled up and saw the other officers already around to block traffic for us. They went to the craft table, got a snack, and left. We did turn off the lights around 1 a.m., though, because we're not animals. What a beyond. I know, right? Next one, when I worked in the NHS, I had to take part in an investigation about poo on the floor in a community hospital. <laughs> A patient had missed the bag, so it sat steaming on the floor. The nurse said they were too busy and couldn't clean it up, but the cleaner could. The cleaner said he couldn't touch it because it was biological waste. Then the nurse said to find a healthcare assistant. The healthcare assistant said they couldn't do it because they hadn't been signed off on the infection control policy. This escalated to a sister who said the student nurse should do it. Student nurse vomited and cried and ran crying out, ran out crying. I was in the building at the time and heard all of the fuss, so I thought for fuck's sake, and I'll, I cleaned it up myself. I got reported because I was just a manager and not clinical, so I wasn't allowed. Oh my god. Okay. I was working as a sign language interpreter in a classroom setting, and the teacher's aide decided to stand between me and the student blocking their view. I asked her to move, and she told me that she was doing it on purpose so that the student didn't rely on me too much. That was the stupidest thing that I've ever heard. That is the dumbest fucking thing I've ever heard in my life. Next one, I had to massage a woman who was drunk at the spa I used to work at. She had an appointment for a facial and a massage, but wanted to cancel because she was tipsy. She didn't want to pay the cancellation fees for both, so she only canceled the facial. Long story short, she peed on the table. I didn't realize until after she left and I was cleaning the room. I had to knock on the door several times when we were done because she kept falling asleep instead of getting dressed. And it was my last appointment of the day, too. Management didn't care as long as she paid. That's gross. Yeah. And my last one, I was a tour guide in Central America for a few years. One of my passengers was so scared of eating local food that she brought a small duffel bag of protein bars and only ate those. 
By day four, she was complaining of stomach cramps, and her farts were so bad that I thought they would strip the paint off the interior of the bus. I had to help her find a McDonald's or something so she could eat actual food. (laughs) (laughs) And those were mine for the beginning. All right. I've got... Ten people reveal their biggest paranormal experiences. Okay. When the house we live in today was for sale, we went with our realtor for a tour. The 80-plus-year-old lady who lived there at the time was there. She stayed in the corner bedroom on a bed and read a book while we looked around. After we left, my wife and I thought it was strange that she hung out in that room and not the master bedroom. That the bed in the master didn't look like it had been slept in in a while, and that the master bath had clearly not been used in a long time. Once we bought the house, the neighbor told us that the old lady didn't like to spend any time in the master suite anymore because that's where her husband Ray had died. Fast forward a few years, my wife is out for the day, so it's just me, our three-year-old, and our baby at the house. After putting the baby down for a nap, I asked the three-year-old to hang out in the bedroom while I got a quick shower. He had gotten one of these toys a few days before, but had been having a lot of trouble figuring figuring it out. I went in the shower and left him on the bed with the toy and a few others. When I was in the shower, I thought I heard him talking to someone. Maybe my wife had come home early, but when I got out, it was still just me and him. Now though, he was sitting on the bed, proficiently working the gyro toy, I told my kid I was happy he figured it out, and he replied, Oh, it's easy now that Grandpa Ray showed me how it works. Holy shit. When I was 11 years old, I woke up one night and saw a man standing in my room, opening and closing my dresser drawers. He was tall, pale, and shiny, but he looked corporeal, not translucent or ghostly or anything. I couldn't move at all, but I pissed myself instantly. I shut my eyes as tight as I could, but when I opened them, he was still there, opening and closing drawers. I kept my eyes closed for a long time, and finally, after what seemed like hours, he was gone. The next morning, a lot of my shirts and pants were tied in knots. I came to the conclusion that I had a very vivid dream, and perhaps my sister played a joke on me by tying my clothes in knots. Flash forward 15 years, we had long since moved out of the house, and no one had lived there since. I stopped by one day with my mom and two aunts, who had lived in the same house when they were kids. When we walked into my bedroom, my mom and my older aunt started teasing my younger aunt about the silver man she saw one time. My jaw hit the fucking floor. Holy shit. That is crazy. That's like proof there was something in that house. Yeah. But why was it tying her shit up in knots? That's rude. That's weird. So rude. My uncle died a couple years ago of cancer. A month later, my sister told me that she was having a dream completely unrelated to him, when suddenly he appeared to her, smiled, and said, Hey, I'm fine now. She woke up crying because she felt that he was finally at peace. A week later, I was having a dream, and suddenly my uncle appeared and smiled at me. I looked at him and said, Phil? He (laughs) smiled and shrugged as if to say, Yeah, it's me. You can guess why I'm here because your sister already told you. I then woke up. In all honesty, it probably was just my subconscious reacting to what my sister told me, but it was nice nonetheless. Sounded like you wanted to say hi. Yeah. I had one of those dreams. Oh, yeah. Mm -hmm. 
We were supposed to visit my grandparents for Easter, and this dream was on the Thursday night before Good Friday. My pappy, who I adored, picked me up in his 64 Mustang, and we drove to a large building, like a very skinny church. I got out of the car, looked back, and he said, you go without me. I walked in, and the hallway inside was lined with my family and friends that had been at my Aunt V's funeral the year before, all standing with their heads down and their hands folded in front of them. I walked down the hallway to the end where my Aunt Dee was waiting behind a large desk. She reached out and put her hand over my hand and said, don't worry, I'll take care of everything. I woke up early for me and wondered about the dream, told my mom. She said that since I had such a wonderful time at my Aunt V's funeral, we believe that, there are that they are a celebration of life lived, that it meant I would have a good time at my grandparents. Right after school started, I was called to the office. It turned out my pappy had a massive heart attack that morning and passed away. They called after they took him to the hospital. He was letting me know that it would be okay. Aww. My grandma had a story of how she was getting ready for sleep one night as a child and her dad was elsewhere traveling by car. She was drifting off to sleep when she was awoken by what sounded like her dad saying Vivian, her name, really loudly. She sat up in bed, bed and said, Dad? Back, but remembered he wasn't there and figured it was nothing and went back to sleep. Later, when her dad got home, he told her that while he was driving, he started to drift off, and he was about to drive off the road when he heard her say, her, uh, heard her voice say, Dad? Weird. That is creepy. In a good way, I guess. Yeah. I studied abroad in Italy my junior year of college and lived at this old castle. That sounds cool. Yeah. The students stayed in what is affectionately called the croft. Every night we would hear noises like someone walking, but we would just assume it was the old wood creaking or somebody going to use the restroom. One weekend the whole group, except me and two others, decided to go to Milan for the weekend. Well, one evening as I lay in bed reading a book and waiting for my friend to get back from the library, I distinctly heard the sound of the croft door open and close. I then heard halting steps on the stairs. These were not subtle creaks, but obvious footsteps. So I assumed it was my friend or his girlfriend coming back. So of course thought nothing of it. Then the steps began to sound closer and closer to my door, but I heard no voices and an unexpected chill crawled down my spine. I felt nervous, so I yelled, Is that you, Dave? The steps stopped outside my door, but again, no one spoke. I was, I was starting to become terrified when I heard my friend and his girlfriend walking down the path outside, and I immediately stuck my head out my window and called out to them and asked who was in the croft. They replied that no one but me was in there. I did not even hesitate. I jumped out my window, and the moment I was out, I heard the door to my room slam open and heard what I can only describe as a whispered scream of rage. Oh. No one in the group ever believed me, but I asked the castle's cook about it, and she explained that there were ghosts in the croft, three in fact. One little girl that liked to play pranks, one weeping woman, and one malicious man with a hate for the living. Creepy. <laughs> I would not like that. <laughs> At all. I thought you said it was so cool and you wanted to go there. Um, I love there. Well, <laughs> most castles probably are haunted. Probably. Growing up, I used to spend the night at a house that was, in my opinion, haunted. 
My friend lived there with her family, and they all thought nothing of the sinks turning themselves on and off at night sporadically. Not a drip, mind you, but a fucking full-on sink for three seconds, and then nothing. I would wake up every time and scare the shit out, out of me. Other haunted house... Oh my god. It would wake me up every time and scare the shit out of me. Other haunted shit in this house. The TV turned itself on sometimes and changed channels by itself. One time we laid in the bed upstairs talking and the TV turned on and started slowly flipping through different channels of static. My friend's bedroom was a bonus room so she had the door to the attic in her ceiling. If we stayed up talking too late we would hear warped wood start creaking back and forth across the door. So scary when you're all of 14 years old. Worst thing, this was the thing that made me officially stop going over to her house. One time, the whole family packed up and went to Sam's Club to go shopping, and as a bored 14-year-old, I came with them. The mom locked up the house as usual. We shopped for 30 minutes tops and came home. When her mom went inside, she tried flipping on the lights. Didn't work. She said, I wonder if the power's out, and then tried other lamps. Nothing. After a swift check of the house, it was discovered that all the light bulbs in the house had been moved to the four corners of the living room. I don't know why, but I remember crying when we discovered them. For some reason, it was deeply scary for me. That is scary. That is creepy. Yeah. My father. Whenever somebody dies in his side of the family, a crow comes to him in his dreams and squawks the person's name. It happened the first time to him as a six-year-old when his dad died and then ever since. Once every couple years, he gets up in the morning, says the crow came again, takes the day off work, and just waits for the call. I haven't seen him be wrong yet. Weird. Ooh, that would be horrible. Yeah. Oh my gosh. My grandfather had cancer for about six years. Towards the end of his life, he told my grandmother that if he made it to heaven after all that he had done, he would send her a rose. Now, he had always tended to a huge rose garden in front of the house, and so this was his signature. A few months after his death, a lot of my little cousins were running around the house. They were about one to two years old at this time, and the house is pretty massive, so they disappear and reappear. Isabella went missing for about 20 minutes. After a while of searching for her, she came out of my grandmother's bedroom, where no one ever went in, with one solid red rose. She came up to my grandmother and handed it to her, telling her that Papa wanted her to get, give it to her for him. He had made it in heaven. Aww, that's so nice. Aww. My stepmom died about four years ago. My father took it really hard. He had never been particularly religious, and I was never sure about his view on the afterlife or anything related to it. After she died, he would ask for signs all the time. He just wanted, like people do, to know she still existed somewhere. He had gotten a chain to put her wedding ring on so he could keep it with him, but it kept falling off. He lost it on a baseball field once, and my whole extended family had to scour the thing to find it. He eventually had to get a chain that had no clasp. It just barely fit around his head. He put the ring on it and had it soldered back together so it could not come off. He went to bed one night, and I woke to him yelling for me to come in his room. I ran in, and he points to the pillow next to his. The ring was sitting on it. He said he woke up, and it was just sitting there. The chain was still around his neck, unbroken. Oh my I have God. no idea how that could be possible without some kind of paranormal fuckery, <laughs> and I'm grateful that my stepmom 
I'm grateful to my stepmom for giving my dad that peace of mind. That incident really helped him. Oh my gosh, that's crazy. And that was the last one. Okay, so I have some Glitch in the Matrix stories. Ooh, I love those. Me too. A few years ago, I had to euthanize a sick and elderly cat. At the time in my life, I was going through a divorce and crying often. My cat always knew when I was crying and would comfort me to comfort me by finding me to sit on my lap and purr. My soon-to-be ex went to the vet with me on the day of the cat's euthanization, euthanization before the, the vet asked, do you want to watch the cat being put down? My ex said yes, I said no. So my ex stayed in the exam room while I went into the hallway and cried harder than I ever have cried before. After a few minutes, I was let back into the exam room to see my deceased cat wrapped in a white towel. As I looked at the cat, I heard purring. This was loud purring, as if were being piped in through the speakers. It seemed so distasteful that I was about to say, turn that purring off, when I looked at the vet's face and my ex's face and realized that I was the only person hearing purring. It would be nice to think that the cat comforted me one final time. I didn't like that story. Okay. <laughs> Next one, encountered a strange man and child at a strange time in a strange place for them to be. Briefly interacted with them, I turned away from them for maybe a minute and went back to facing where they were and they were gone. I keep thinking about posting it here by itself, but it's just so strange I always feel like no one would ever believe it. I'll post it here as a comment for now because it's so similar to your experience. It was July 2nd. I was unloading some ladders and stuff near a block of sweet cherry trees that were to be handpicked a couple of days later. I was parked just off the road and was about to get back into my truck when I saw a guy pushing a toddler in a stroller down the road. On the side of the road closest to me, but the opposite side you'd want to be on walking that direction, if that makes sense. Sort of strange, as it was the mid-morning on a weekday and a pretty rural road, but there were a few houses that he maybe could have walked from, so I didn't think too much of it yet. We said hi to each other, and then he said to his daughter, I presume, something like, look, honey, they're getting ready to pick some apples. I said, no, cherries. I thought this was strange. It's apple country, mostly. There are cherries around, too, but that's literally all there is for miles around there. Farms, apple trees, and cherry trees don't look much alike. Not to mention the cherries that he was basically looking right at were a deep red and ready to be picked, while the apples that started a few rows over were still green and tiny. The earliest apples don't harvest until mid-August, with most starting in September. It's a big thing around here. I can't imagine anyone who lives around here not knowing that, but maybe he's just visiting. Anyways, I was being caught off guard and, think, and not thinking, and also being a parent, I picked a little cluster and crossed a small ditch along the road to give to him for her to try. He said thanks to me, and then something to her, and they continued walking in the same direction. I got in my truck and had to turn around to get back on the road. It took maybe a minute before I was back on the road, and they were gone. Nowhere to be seen in either direction. I cannot explain it. Never saw them before or since. There was nowhere they could have easily gone with the stroller in under a minute there where I wouldn't see them. Not sure where they could have come from. The nearest houses were people I knew, and beyond those, 
It was a solid three quarters of a mile to any other house. There were no other vehicles on the road at the time, just me. I know most of the locals around here and even described the event to a couple relatives who knew all of the locals around and no one could think of anyone who it could have been. I cannot fathom that the event took place entirely in my head. I saw them. I talked to them. I handed him a cluster of cherries. It's terrifying to think that one of those possibilities is that I just didn't actually happen because I know it did. So I've been talking to this guy for two and a half years now. He's a bartender and very good looking. I'd say he's an eight and a half out of ten with a nice body. I remember I remember being impressed and pretty into him as well as checking his Instagram a few times. We talked a lot daily and became good friends. We initially were going to just hook up, but due to his housing situation, uh, living at a friend's due to money, and mine being a student sharing a home, Neither of us could host, but we ended up being becoming friends and just enjoy talking to each other as well as swapping pics and vids on Snap. We stopped talking for about four months and suddenly he hit me up again, but he was very different. He lacked all confidence he had and immediately told me he was fat. At first I thought nothing of it except maybe because of COVID no biggie we're still friends anyway but i peeked his instagram again and all his pics from before were different and you could see he had a dad bod even ones from before it couldn't be like an elaborate prank as as i thought it might be and asked him about it and he told me he's had a dad bod for as long as he can remember and i 100 percent know it wasn't someone else we as we talked a lot and like I said actually became friends and I saw his body on Instagram through snapchat more than once also he claims I never wanted to meet up and that he lived on his own for six years now and never lived lived with a friend of his it's obviously not a problem as we ended up being just friends but I have no idea what to make of this I am certain of all these things that I stated about him and not and they were not someone else so it's it's a real, like, what the heck moment to me. I could see his location before on Snap Maps when I would occasionally glance at the map to see what friends were up to out of boredom, and now he lives across town where he says he's always been, and it's legit making me question my sanity. That's weird. That is weird. Like, talking to someone forever, knowing, like, you think you know who you're talking to, and then yeah, all and of they, a sudden... Yeah, and they're talking to him in person, yeah. too. And all of a sudden, they're, like, not that person at all. That's weird. That is weird. Next one. This morning slash evening, I experienced what I feel was a glitch in the Matrix. I woke up around 10 a.m., 10.30 a.m. I remained in bed for about an hour, then got up to use the restroom. On my way to the restroom, I checked the time on my phone, and it read 11.30. I decided I was going to get some coffee before it was too late. I don't like to drink coffee too late in the afternoon. So I go back to my room, throw on some clothes, and hop in my car. When I turn it on, the clock read 1 p.m. I was like, no way, and then thought maybe it had changed since daylight savings, but no. I checked my phone, and it read 1 p.m. as well. Confused as heck, I still went ahead and got coffee anyway. Fast forward to a while ago, I glance at the clock, and it reads 4.30 p.m. Realizing I only have 30 more minutes left to go on my shift... For more clarification, my shift was from 2 to 5. 
I set an alarm on my phone to remind me to clock out at 5. Not even 5 minutes after setting it down, the alarm goes off. I'm thinking, what the heck, did I set it to the wrong time? I look at the clock and it reads 5 p.m. I check my computer and tablet and they all read the same time as well. I simply cannot comprehend what has happened. It's all very, really weird. Dang, talk about your day going fast. No shit. <laughs> I was just thinking about that. I'm like, I wish my day would go that fast at work. No other time. No other time. But That's it worked. That's the thing, though. <laughs> Uh, Next one, I was just watching a show on Netflix in my bed when I suddenly noticed very heavy breathing obviously coming from a man in my empty room. I turned off my show and even stopped breathing myself to make sure it wasn't me or anything, but it continued. It sounded like it was right next to me. I'm being completely serious and completely petrified. This just happened. I almost felt someone or something in my room. I'm not a particularly spiritual person by no means, but I am sure of what I heard and felt. Mm-hmm. I know I heard by the sounds of it, it was an older man heavily breathing in my empty room. It was so loud like it was sitting. I was sitting on my grandpa's lap as a kid, but I'm 16 years old in an empty house at 3 a.m. I wasn't dreaming or falling asleep. I know what I heard, and I'm hoping I am not going insane because I've noticed some very odd things going on in my house and room recently. I'm terrified and left my room and will be sleeping on the couch tonight because I felt and heard what I felt and heard was real. I have no doubt. Next one. Yesterday, I was with my brother and boyfriend in my house and we decided to go to the store to buy some food. So we went down and stepped onto the street. Because of the city we live in, we have to be very aware of our surroundings. This will be relevant in a second. We opened the gate of the building and there wasn't anyone on the street. This is a residential street, so only houses and buildings on both sides of the street. We start walking on the sidewalk, my boyfriend, my brother, and me. Every once in a while, I look behind me to check to see if there's anyone following us, and the second or third time of doing this, I saw a man. Uh, He was an extremely normal-looking man, jeans, red polo shirt tucked into his pants, belt, backpack, and a black cloth mask. Once I noticed the man, I remained alert, never stopped walking, but consistently looking over my shoulder. The man was less than 20 feet behind us, and suddenly he was gone. At that point, my brother and boyfriend had noticed the presence of the man and were just as surprised as me to see that he was nowhere to be seen. We had just passed a park that was closed with a chain, so he couldn't have entered there, and after the park, there was a construction site that was also closed. After that, we started joking about the man being a time traveler or a glitch in the matrix. Then we got to the end of the street and there were a bunch of people. We got into the supermarket and forgot about it, but I'm still curious about the man. Next one, I was house sitting for my aunt while she and the rest of her family were on vacation. I was there for a week, also watching her dog and her indoor-outdoor cat. One morning, around 4.30 a.m., when I was getting ready for work, I let the dog out to use the bathroom, and the cat, after winding around my legs, went in his merry way outside to do whatever it was he did all day. I know he went out. I saw him go out the door and did not see him re-enter. As a note, he's a fairly round cat, and I am not a small person. He would have had to touch my leg if he came back in. I had a nightshirt and shorts on, so I would have felt it. 
The dog came back in and I closed and locked the back door before finishing my morning routine and heading to work. Note that I stayed there and inside for about 15 to 20 more minutes and there was no sign of this cat. I came back home at 1 p.m. after getting some lunch and opened the front door. As I walked in, I was shocked to see the big orange cat lounging on the steps to, to the second floor. I panicked and ran through the house thinking someone had broken in and the cat maybe got in through a window. Nope, all the windows closed and with the intact screens, all the doors still locked. I still don't know how he got back in the house. There was no way for him to do so without me noticing. I told my mother and she laughed, saying he must have snuck back in with the dog. As I said, I would have seen him. He hates to be inside for too long without the back door open and would have yelled at someone uh, in the house the 15 or 20 minutes I was there. I'm certain he was not inside that house when I left. <laughs> Creepy. Creepy kitty. Next one, the other day I was sitting on my couch with my laptop on my lap doing work when my orange cat came up and lay next to me. I knew he was there because he was cleaning himself and bumping into my elbow, which was quite annoying. He then curled up in that cute cat position cats do and slept while I worked. When I was finished, I reached over to pet him, but he wasn't there. There was only a dark blue blanket where he had been sleeping on. I looked around the room and saw him sitting in the recliner in the corner, curled up in the exact cute cat position he was just in before I reached to pet him. I suppose it's possible he could have gotten up and moved without my noticing, but he's pretty easy to notice and I wasn't really that deep into work. He's heavy and jumps on the floor with a thud, or he's annoying and walks across people or on tables knocking things off. He's not stealthy, and I didn't definitely didn't see him in my periphery moments before, or at least something orange, but the blanket was dark blue. Is this a glitch, or do I just not pay close attention to things I, as I think I do? Who knows? And this is my last one. I'm 18. I live with my parents, sister, and dog. The dog's name is Bilbo, and he's very well-behaved and rarely ever barks or acts up, despite being a puppy. We have a very close bond, and I love him to bits. I'm trying not to freak out. I'm really confused and scared. I don't believe in supernatural, and I'm going to assume my brain is just messing with me, but I can't recall the day we adopted him. It's like the day has somehow been erased from my brain. It's hard to explain because I can clearly remember what my life was like before we adopted him. I haven't talked to my family about it yet, but my mom has brought up the adoption day in conversations before, so I know they remember it. Also, I had to add that I've never done any substance or anything like that. I don't suffer from any mental illness, and I've never experienced anything traumatic. I've lived a completely normal life. Why can't I remember us adopting him? He's less than a year old, so it's not like it happened a long time ago or anything. Is this a glitch? One last thing I want to say is that I j only just realized this a few days ago, and I can't stop thinking about it. That's weird. It is. Hmm. That's very strange. And those are mine. All right. Time for the witty wrap-up. I want my 13-year-old to understand how important honesty is, but also know that she is 12 when kids eat free. <laughs> Grandparents are so wild. My son was crying that he wanted apple juice tonight. And my mouth. And my mouth. My mouth, mouth. there a song that has that in it? I think so. <laughs> Let me just start that over. 
grandparents are so wild. My son was crying that he wanted apple juice tonight, and my mom was like, I'll run to the store real quick. It'll just take a second. <laughs> that is how they are. I know, but you know, <laughs> you gotta... My kid is having a rock sale at the park because everyone sells lemonade, but no one sells rocks. <laughs> Smart. <laughs> I used the old, I gave birth to you on my daughter. She said, that was one time. <laughs> <laughs> Laying on my bed and my four-year-old asks to play in my hair. She starts combing it gently. It feels lovely. Eight-year-old comes in the room after her bath and asks why my four-year-old has scissors in my hair. <gasps> Dear reader, my four-year-old was combing my hair with scissors because she couldn't find a comb. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> four-year-old is livid because she thought we were traveling by ferry, F-A-I-R-Y, oh not my fairy, F-E-R-R-Y. Oh, kids use toothpaste they'll never have a cavity in their bathroom sink <laughs> my toddler insisted that i hold her and is now crying because i'm touching her and suddenly i'm questioning this whole motherhood thing <laughs> too late now <laughs> i'm sorry for what i said while i was installing the car seat I'm a mom to teens, so I just added Psy and I roll interpreter to my resume. <laughs> Expert. Mm -hmm. <laughs> my daughter is reading a book of trivia for kids and asks, Do you know about William Jennings, Brian? And now I'm trying to explain to her what the gold standard is, and I got a five on the AP U.S. history test, and am in am, uh, and am an economics reporter, but I am flopping sweat. <laughs> I'm flop sweating. Gosh. I have the same problem. What the fuck? I don't know. <laughs> My four-year-old introduced me to his new imaginary friend. When I asked what happened to his other imaginary friend, he said, oh, she's dead. Oh. Kids are creepy. <laughs> Kids are creepy. <laughs> My five-year-old won an argument with me by saying, I'm just going to agree with myself. <laughs> I know I'm right. <laughs> I was a horrible mother today and told my children that I hated their artwork. Well, what I really said was, please don't color on the walls. Oh. But apparently it's the same thing. Oh my gosh. Wow. <laughs> One day you're young and wild, windows down, blasting rock and roll. Next thing you know, you're singing along to Disney soundtracks when your kids aren't even in the car. <laughs> Are you actually the worst parent to have ever existed in the galaxy, or do your kids just need a snack? Angry. <laughs> Whenever I'm watching cartoons with my five-year-old, she checks on me to make sure I'm paying attention. If I'm not, I get in trouble. This feels less like a fun activity and more like I'm being held hostage by a mean lady. Yeah! What the <laughs> fuck? Banished to the quiet room in church because the toddler shushed the pastor. <laughs> Our family history of skepticism remains strong. Oh, that's great. 
children will drain you of every ounce of patience and energy and sanity, and right before you lose it, look at you with their sweet eyes and ask you for a snack. <laughs> I get it, toddlers. I, too, can be pacified with a book and a sippy cup. Yes. I asked the seven-year-old to fold the blanket he had gotten out, so he took it, spread it out on the floor, rolled himself up in it, and cried for six minutes because it's impossible. (laughs) (laughs) Sorry we're late. My six-year-old asked what 100 plus 100 was, and she didn't like when I told her 200. Okay. (laughs) She does math like us. And that's all I got. Yes, she does do math like us. (laughs) We just cry because we don't know. I just don't even try anymore. <laughs> All right. Thank you guys for listening. We really appreciate it. Send in your stories. We need them. Ghoulsnightoutpodcast at gmail.com. You can look us up on Facebook. Request to join the group. Rate, review, subscribe wherever you listen. And we will talk to you next week. Later. Bye.